Hello listeners and welcome to the Winning Edge podcast. Well, Australia's wagering industry has been increasingly tumultuous in recent times and we thought it was time to catch up with one of the more lesser known but highly respected operators in the business. Tristan Merlihan is from Top Sport and he's been good enough to join us to fill listeners in on what's happening in the wagering landscape, what Top Sport is offering punters and why you should be betting with them. Thanks for joining us, Tristan. First of all, many of our listeners will be familiar with Top Sport already, but for those who aren't, can you just give us a rundown on the company and how it operates? Yeah, no problems at all. So, yeah, Top Sports has been around for probably 15 years online. Uh, we, we started off and we still are a family Australian-owned business, which there's not many of us left in the uh, landscape at the moment. Um, but we've sort of evolved over the last 10 to 15 years where we've grown, grown from a two-man operation to we have, you know, 20 guys working with us now. And, um, you know, Dad, even before we went online, Dad, um, who's Lloyd Merlihan, was one of the biggest bookmakers on course for many years. He fielded at the Gold Coast Turf Club um, and also in Sydney for a period. So we've sort of got roots there where, you know, we come from the old-fashioned bookmaking style as opposed to potentially some of the bigger operators that are, that are in play now. So... We've sort of had a strategy over the years where we always want to take a fair bet and, and respect the values of the bookmaking and, 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 and really sort of take pride in the pricing and the limits that we offer all clients. We've never ever gone out and you know, said we're going to take every single bet, but we always aim to give everyone a fair bet. And I think that's the, the key niche now in our business model. And, you know, I think a lot of the low margin professional type funders, you know, respect how we operate. And as a result, um, at this point, we're probably not as well known as, or we're definitely not as well known as many of the bigger operators to the man in the street, but to the uh, low margin professional type hunters, I, I think we sort of punch above our weight and we're, we're quite well known in that space. And, and hopefully over the next couple of years, we can we can evolve to a more mainstream market that sort of still manage to to keep our sort of core values of offering a fair bet and competitive pricing strong, um, no matter how sort of big we grow. So, so your, your business caters for more professional, low-margin punters. Is, is that the biggest difference when you compare yourself to the, 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 the bigger, more well-known corporates? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, it's two ways. Like we just haven't uh, had the ability to, to do the marketing spend that the bigger operators um, have been able to do. You know, that they've got many, many more clients than what we have. So we've sort of had to find a niche in the marketplace, which uh, is, is taking a good bet, uh, servicing the low-margin clientele, and, you know, we're also proud of doing that. As I said, like, even as we grow bigger, we're still going to retain those core values. But, yeah, there is a significant difference there. We, we don't offer the bells and whistles that a lot of the other bigger operators uh, offer. We prefer to make sure we look after our clients long-term with a good bet, you know, good pricing um, and, you know, good service as well. When, when clients ring up, they, they, they talk to someone they've spoken to many times and, you know, there's, there's some rapport there on the phone as well. And you've been quite active in the public space about a range of challenges from race field fees to the point of consumption tax. We've also been commending some states for innovating and putting in place you know, a structure to drive turnover. Tell us a bit more about what's happening and if you can, give us a bit of a state-by-state analysis. Who, who's yeah. making it easier for top sport? Who's making it harder? Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, just before we get into the state-by-state sort of analysis, but we're very passionate about the industry. Like, as I said, I've personally been involved with it online for 15 years, Dad, probably 15 years before that. So it's something that we've grown up with, we love, and we've seen sort of many evolutions of the of, of the, the wagering industry you know, across the decades, basically. And, you know, you can sort of start to see there's a there's a shift where, yeah, there's prize money increases, there's a lot of things on the surface that, that look really positive. There's also a few things that, to me, look detrimental to the long-term sort of, um, 
know, sustainability of the industry. And that's why we've sort of been vocal because we're in that space. We are in the coal space. We know uh, that we handle a lot of business which isn't being handled by a lot of the bigger operators. And when we're forced to make a few of the changes that we've, we've had to do over the last sort of eight, eight weeks, we're doing our absolute best to make sure we don't have to make these changes that we've been forced upon them. And, and if we're doing them, we really don't want to be doing these, making these changes. It's a lot easier for the bigger corporates to go out there and do it. So I see a real sort of long-term issue for the punters uh, in the next sort of 18 months to two years unless there's some significant change. And to, to, to sort of go back to your state-by-state point, State Australia came to the party um, at the start of the month and they made a, a real positive change in their product fee structure. Uh, they've obviously had a few issues with the point of consumption tax uh, being in play in South Australia for the longest and also at the highest rate. So they've had an uphill battle uh, trying to sort of win over the public on the back of that. But they've made the first step to turning the uh, turning the ship around, and we've been really, really supportive of what they've done. They've basically given an incentive to to grow wagering on their product. Um, they're also got a guarantee that they're they're going to get the same product fee as the year before. So it's a win-win for them. It's great for us because we can really promote the um, uh, the product on their state. And it's great for the putters because we're offering higher limits, lower margins, um, and a more competitive product. So we're passing on the saving we're receiving back to the putters, which is what I've sort of been trying to get the message across. Other parties come to the, you know, come to the party. We're, we're, we're going to make it better for everyone. Yep. And I found it interesting that, um, you know, all these things are great in theory and you, you put these ideas out and until... Know there's proof in the pudding. You can't really determine if they're going to work, or like even though I had absolute confidence that what we were going to do was going to be an effective move, until we got that first month under our belt of the changes, it was it was never a certainty of, of how it was going to evolve. But what I found amazing was on Saturday we held more money on Morpherville than we held on Rose Hill, which was never done wow. in the history of our 15 years, and that was without any advertising. We literally put three tweets out of the marketplace, and we elevated our limits. We so lowered our margin and we gave punters an incentive to bet. And it just shows how simple and, and, and how effective those couple of things are in the marketplace still at this day and age when, you know, the industry has shifted to a, you know, more of a marketing type brand. You go back to the fundamentals, you give punters a reason to bet, you, you give them aggressive prices and you give them high limits and the turnover comes. And, and, and that's the, the evidence that what we've been saying the last two or three months it works and, and our, our whole South Australia all month has been, been very, very strong on the back of it. So I think that's a positive and hopefully a few of the other states clue into it and, and they understand that, that what we're saying will work long term um, and, and it's going to be for the betterment of the industry, we, we believe. So um, back on, on to the state-by-state breakup, we've obviously been quite vocal in, in our disapproval of the Victorian and the West Australian fee structure. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, we understand the challenges that all racing bodies face. There's a lot of in- industry participants that have got to look after. But um, we're conscious that at the moment the punters seem to be the ones that are, are potentially um, the worst off out of everyone. Yep. And we're just worried that as sport turnover is growing, you know, racing, even though the, the turnover is high at the moment, in 18, 24 months down the line, this may not be the case. And once it sort of starts to... To just go over the edge, it goes very, very quickly. So we're, we're trying to address the problem before it becomes even worse than what it is now. And whilst there's still a chance to address it, at the moment the fee structure in both, both Victoria and WA isn't sustainable. And the reason being is that for bookmakers in our uh, space where we're, we're low-margin operators, you have to pay on a meeting-by-meeting basis. 
And the problem is you've got no ability to take any variance. If you have a winning day, you pay on revenue. If you have a losing day, you pay on turnover. And whilst a lot of the other states have that same uh, model in place, the other states all do it over the course of a month or in some um, jurisdictions over the course of a year. So it just gives you the ability to to flatten out any bad days. If you have a winning day, you know, if a punter has a big winning day, hats off to them, mate. They have a good day and then, you know, there's a chance they'll give it back the, the, the next week. But... Under the Victorian and the WA model, you've got to pay the large percentage of your revenue when they lose, and then you, well, sorry, when, when when they lose, you pay the large percentage of revenue. But if we have a losing day, we pay the turnover, and it really, really makes it difficult yeah. um, to put it in in real numbers. We pay away two hundred percent of our revenue on the Victorian and the WA product, so we have to make a um, number of changes to our model uh, from the first of July uh, by just taking away a few of our premium products, which we didn't want to do, but. We want to continue to offer a very strong product on all other sport, on the other racing codes, and, and in order to do that, we have to remain profitable. So we have to really, uh, you know, make some tough decisions, and and they, they seem to have worked reasonably well. Albeit, we'd much rather be continuing to offer these premium products across the board. And the, the moment there's a change, we'll definitely be bringing them back onto the uh, marketplace for all the punters. Racing Victoria, they sort of came up with a response to you guys and said, essentially, you need to fix. Your, your business model. How did you take that? Um, I, it's, it's a frustrating response, but I can also... Look, I'm, I'm not here to, to, to bag anyone, and I understand the challenges that they face, but I, I feel that it's frustrating that we offer a model that I feel should be encouraged by the marketplace. You know, we're doing the right thing. We're, we're letting on all punters. There, there needs to be a different... Um, you know, some different... Uh, fee structures in place to suit different models so that everyone gets the best out of it. And and, and we, we, we put forward some suggestions. We put forward a, a a structure where it was the ability for all bookmakers, it wasn't just focused on us, for all bookmakers to opt into a, um, you know, a low-margin model where you had to bet certain parameters, you had to bet certain limits, which would be advantageous for the punter. And we'd still pay a fair whack of fees, but it would give us the opportunity to be able to run our model, which we think is so important to, to keep keep the industry sort of ticking along and you can see the difference in our in our mar- in our margins on a on a rate on a day to day basis. Like on, on Saturday at Adelaide we're, we're betting we guarantee we're not gonna not gonna be betting over hundred and fifteen percent at the jump. Yeah. Ranges from hundred and ten to hundred and fifteen. We're Victoria where we're betting over hundred and twenty percent on every rate. So the punters are between ten to five to ten percent worse off on literally every rate, which isn't good for the industry and at the end of the day the Victorian product is a very top-end product, it's a great product, and, you know, the punters should be getting the same, you know, top-end service on, on, on those races, so that's the point we're trying to make, and it is frustrating that, uh, you know, our model's the one that comes under question, but by the same token, I can also understand we're nowhere near the biggest, a big, big enough player for them to make a, a change purely based on, on on us, but we feel that the premise that we've put behind the ground, as well as support that we've received by what we put forward, in essence, which was a negative uh, statement we put forward um, in July. There's so much positivity. So many people understood it, and I think that's the thing that the racing bodies need to understand. That, and especially on the back of these really positive results we got on the back of doing the South Australian offering, um, what we're saying adds up, and a lot of people agree with it. And if one of the bigger states, you know, has the courage to to implement what we're what we're trying to do, it, it, it's got to be massively positive for the uh, for the industry as a whole. And so the the example you gave of South Australian racing on the weekend um, with the increased turnover, are you using that as a, as a basis to lobby back to to Racing Victoria to say, hey guys, this is how it works, and this is 
the benefits and the benefits would flow back to the industry? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to get a you know a full month of data. Uh, you, know, you, you can't make you know you, you can't go and say on the back of one week or yeah. a couple of days this, this is definitely a positive because the other thing you, you've got to be realistic with with the, with the Rose Hill meeting as well on Saturday. Um, was a wet track and obviously yep. that reduced turnover. There are a lot of um, you know, elements to play, but by the same token, we, we are putting together some um, some documentation. We are going to make certainly lots of representations with accurate data that hopefully will assist in, in the racing bodies making a decision. Um, and, and we've had a number of the other states and you know codes come to us, you know, seeking seeking advice, which is great because I think people are understanding now that, that we're, we're trying to do. Um, something that's been for the whole industry. We, we've got the uh, runs of the board now. It's what we've done with South Australia. That when when there is a positive change, we're going to throw it back to the punters. We're going to give the punters a a, a better crack, and um, and that's going to result in higher turnover on the state product. And in turn, we, we feel that the racing bodies are going to receive more more uh, you know, race race deals at the end of the day as well. So yeah. we just feel it's got to be win win win. And now we've got a bit of uh, evidence to prove it. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to do it over the next two or three months, and, and hopefully, um, hopefully, it might not happen overnight, it won't happen overnight, it might not happen next week, but eventually we feel that there should be a change, and we're very hopeful of that. Do you just want to give us a, a really high-level overview of the business, all the different expenses which you have to pay, you know, your overheads and taxes and fees and how that compares to you know, your, your gross revenue? Yeah, no problem. So... Um, in terms of fees, we, we, we pay the race fields, which you pay a percentage of your turnover or revenue back to the uh, the racing body, um, which is our largest expense by a long way. Um, ben, I've already sort of touched on that with, with what we've been speaking about previously. There's also been a new tax, which is sort of, I suppose, been the big focal point of why a number of these issues have raised, because everyone was battling a bit with the... Um, with the rate fields that have been in place for a number of years, but the point of consumption tax came in from the 1st of January this year, and basically now you pay a percentage of your revenue away to all the state governments based on where the punt is located. So uh, if you're based in New South Wales and you bet on the South Australian product, you pay the New South Wales government a percentage of the revenue from those New South Wales clients. Um, that, that, those uh, fees range from 8% to 15%, yep. and that, that's been a real impediment that's come in in the last sort of nine months. Um, you also pay your normal GST tax, your normal income tax, like any other business. So, in essence, there's four taxes that you're paying um, to, to, to work on racing in Australia at the moment. And then, obviously, you've got all your other, all your other overheads, such as your, your staff, your rent, your electricity, your website, you know, promotion, uh, all these sort of things that come into any other day-to-day business. So, you, you can see that there are a lot of overheads uh, for corporates these days to deal with and you know at the end of the day we, we know we need to be paying uh, money to the government we know we need to be paying money to the to the racing bodies we, we don't dispute that we want to do that we, we want the industry to be strong and we know we need to contribute um, to, to do that but the point we've been making over the last two or three months is it needs to be something that's fair it needs to be something that's sustainable because if bookmakers can no longer continue to hold the money they're holding if bookmakers need to make changes at the end of the day it's going to result in less fees for the racing bodies, and that's going to, you know, be detrimental long term. And, and and we've seen these massive prize money increases, which are great, um, but they're, they're all funded by the punters, and the punters need to be getting something back for their dollar at the moment. All the punters getting for funding these prize money, these prize money increases, are lesser odds, lower limits, yep. and, and, and it's just not sustainable. 
So, so what's the way forward for you know low margin operators like yourself? What needs to be done to to make it sustainable? Yeah, well, the, the the thing that I've been putting forward to a number of the different bodies is that there should be a, a, a an, an option where you can opt in, and, and all bookmakers, as I said, all bookmakers have the ability to opt into it if they if they'd like to. But what we have put forward is that you have to bet certain criteria. So you have to bet no higher than X percent on a specific race. Um, you have to bet particular limits. So what we've put forward is the same minimum li- minimum bet limits that are in place now, but they they uh, kick in for the moment you release your prices. So at the moment there's a nine a.m. Uh, time frame for most most venues. Uh, we feel that if you want to opt into this model, your, your limits apply from the, the moment you open up the odds. And then what we've also put forward is that in the last uh, 20, 25 minutes, whenever the official prices come out, so similar to the old days where the bookies on course would release their odds, may you have the bet to win you know, 2,000 at provincials, 5,000 at metros. I know that's all changed, but our minimum bet limit should be elevated at that point to be more in line with what what the bookmakers on course used to bet. Yep. And to offset this, uh, so by doing this, there's going to be more turnover, there's going to be more value for the punters, higher limits, but we need a little bit of respite from the fees. And um, and you know, it, it depends on each model. There's, all the models are so different, so it's hard to sort of sum it up in a nutshell, but... You know, the Victorian one, which is obviously the one that we have the biggest issue with, all we're asking for is it to be changed to a monthly calculation and, and, um, and you know, we'd be, we'd be certainly happy to, 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 to promote the product if there was a couple of little changes uh, in each model and, and, you know, like what South Australia's done, that, that, that's given us the ability to promote their product and they've given us an incentive to do so, so we're going to go out there and, 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 and do the best we can and it's a benefit to everyone, so... That, that's what we're looking for. Whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. Um, but in, in the meantime, we just have to keep finding strategies to, to make it work. There's no point complaining and doing the same thing over and over again. You, you have to find a way. But the problem is, and why we've been so vocal, is that in the last sort of 6 to 12 months, all these taxes have come into play and most of the other operators have, have lifted their margins or changed strategies. And, 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 and I, can, I can definitely understand why they're doing it. But the cutters are the ones that are are worse off and they're not even aware of why these changes are happening whereas we've tried to be transparent with them. we've got to make these changes unfortunately we have to be less competitive than what we were three months ago and these are the reasons why we're doing it and, and we're just trying to get a little bit of awareness out there so that the balance is somewhat shifted and 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 hopefully over time it can be you know just dragged back a little bit so that the low margin bookmakers like ourselves the low margin punters which is so important to the industry are looked after uh somewhere down the line Yep. And so these fees and taxes which you're paying, I guess it's a similarity between that and the minimum bet laws which which came into place, which were good, but it seems they've been offset by higher margins and punters find it harder to get on as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. And, and obviously by, um, by the implementation of the minimum bet laws, uh, it has to lower margins for a number of the other operators because previously they weren't obliged to bet. Um, you know, your, your professional punters that are now guaranteed to get a certain, um, you know, bet un, under, under these rules, which, which I, I certainly think the minimum bet laws coming in are great. Um, but then now, as you say, the, the, the rate is a, a, a higher margin, which is also due to the point of consumption tax, I believe, as well. Um, and, and there's a number of elements at play. So that, that's why I just feel there needs to be a complete overhaul. It doesn't need to be massive changes. It just needs to be subtle tweaks. And, and as you can see... Um, just using the Adelaide situation example, we haven't made massive changes, we've made subtle tweaks. All we've done is 
is ensure we don't bet any more than 125% early on any race in Adelaide, on the Metro races I'm talking about. We don't bet any more than 115% in the last five minutes. We guarantee to bet to lose 2,000 from the moment we, we open our markets in the last 25 minutes, we guarantee to bet 5,000. And then on the big feature days, we, we double these limits and we've also uh, elevated our best to best limits. Yes. That's all we've done. We haven't made massive changes. We've made subtle tweaks. They've made subtle tweaks to their model and our turnover's doubled in the space of a space of a month. Like it's, it's not rocket science and it's something that I think every state can look at and every state and every bookmaker can say, well, hey, let, let's come together. Let, let's try and work out what we all need, what we all want. Punters, punters as well. Now, we're not all asking for the world. I know the punters are asking for the world and the regulators are asking for the world. So there has to be a common common ground for everyone to, to find a resolution to you know make sure this industry is still thriving in 10, years. Yep. And that's, I think, everyone's aim. Everyone wants to you know, see these prize monies you know, continue to grow, but do it in a sustainable fashion um, where the, in 10 years' time we can still be offering the Golden Eagle. Can we be offering the Golden Eagle in 10 years' time? I'm not sure under the, you know, the current landscape. It sort of incentivises you to, to actually take a bet and be a be a bookmaker and take take more risk. Oh, definitely, and and, and that I, I think the big, big shift in mentality over the last I don't know how many years, say ten, fifteen years. But going back to when I was working on course for Dad as a bookmaker, you know, you you'd have these punters that'd be known winners, but you'd, you'd be working to a book. You'd, you'd, you you might have laid the top weight, you might have laid the second favourite, you might have laid the fifty to one shot. So. You were pushing the the third pick, and then all of a sudden, you know, one of the pro punters comes up to you and wants to back it, and instead of just betting him to lose for minimum, you're saying, "Oh, it suits the book. I've laid three other runners. I'm I'm, I'm going to take this punter on for yep. these reasons." And and I think that mentality shift change has also been forced because a punter can't lose three percent anymore, and it'd be valuable to the bookmaker. Yep. Um, and and that's where uh, it just needs a bit of little subtle tweaks to, to to bring it back to where it was. Like the the, the industry has been successful for. You know, hundred years, maybe more. Um, so we we can't make massive changes because it has been successful for a long time. We just need to find the right balance so that all three parties look after and all three parties can continue to grow over the next period. Yep, yep. Looking forward, you guys have also implemented a new Bet Dogs product. What's the the reasoning behind that? And can you just give a, a bit of an explanation of what it all is? Yeah, so we, we launched Bet Dogs officially last week. Um, We've sort of noticed that there's a niche in the uh, in the greyhound industry where, and top sports no exception, where you know, the race, the horse racing, and and sport probably take centre stage as opposed to the the greyhound races. And, and there's such a growing market in the greyhound space. Uh, there's a lot of hunters that focus on the greyhounds these days. And we, 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 we've just tried something different. We thought we'd, we'd bring our own brand out, which is purely focused on greyhound betting. There's a little bit more information on there for the punters. We're running some promos each day, so. It's uh, it, it's something we, we thought we'd try to handle. The other thing, obviously, uh, the Greyhound product feeds are, are much more um, suitable to, to take a bet as well. So we, we've definitely had that in the back of our mind, and we're 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 really wanting to try to grow the brand, see where it takes us over the next six to twelve months, and um, and at the same time offer the competitive pricing, the high limits that we've we've always been known for. So. We're really excited about where it takes us, and 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 uh, we're, we're going to try a few new things over, over the coming months to to really try to make, make people more aware of it. Some of our listeners would be involved in our greyhound service. Just a few questions with that, which they might find useful in regards to say fixed odds on the the bet dogs. Where do you think you'll be in the market? Do you think it would be top odds or middle or? Um, it, it depends on the race. Like it's probably obviously a tough question to answer, but yeah. we're, we're certainly going to 
be, be trying to bet aggressive markets. And, and on, on the meetings we're sort of going to be promoting, we're definitely going to be aggressive in the marketplace. They're, they're going to be, you know, the, the fruits of the road days, like I was having a look at uh, the, 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 the gardens, uh, the, the, the big group two race that was on last week, which coincided with the launch. And, and half an hour out, out from jump, we were betting 115%, and I don't think any other operator was under the 130% mark. So we're definitely going to be really trying to push those, those big race days, the big race meets, but we're, we're going to be betting aggressive. Uh, percentages and, and, and take a good bet. So um, it, it's certainly something that we're, we're going to evolve over the next couple of months and we're going to really make it a, a reason to, if you like many other greyhounds, give it a try. How, how early will they be out before before race day, you think? Um, it just, just depends on the meeting, but we're, we'll certainly be up um, early on, on, on the bulk of the races and, and you know, we, we, we have a policy where we're just not going to throw up a market with it. We, we want to make sure that there is sufficient liquidity up in the market to take a bet. So We've never been the, the first market in any uh, in, in any price we offer, yep. but by the same token, when we put our market up, you know you can come in there and, and you can have a bet. Whereas some of the other operators, you can't sort of say the same thing. So yep. it's definitely something we're going to look at, um, particularly uh, certain states like our Queensland product, our New South Wales products. We're going to make sure we're up a lot earlier on those, and um, and then for the for, for the feature race days, we're, we're definitely going to be as aggressive as possible in the marketplace. And what are the, the the bet limits for the bet dogs? Yeah, so we always guarantee to lose five hundred uh, from the moment we put the prices up. That, that, that's on every meeting, and then once the uh, for the better meetings, we, we generally bet to lose a thousand, two thousand, and then the last in the last five months, um, you know, it, 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 and I'm talking to all players, like you know, they, they may not see massive limits, but for the for the uh, for the professional part of there, they're much more than they can get at most other operators three or four hours out from from the jump. Yep. Um, and then in the last five or ten minutes, when the liquidity is there, we are uh, you know we, we we get very strong limits compared to the marketplace. You know, it wouldn't be uncommon for your professional partners to get on to win five thousand in the last couple of minutes um, if, if if we're confident in our in our prices <laughs> and we've got a sufficient book to to allow it. If our punters miss say the fixed odds when the the bets are sent out, would there be best tote option? Yeah, so every uh, every race where we've got a, uh, a a group of listed race on the card, we, we do best tote on on that uh, on that meeting. We also offer a best tote uh, product for every uh, every day. There's one meeting where we do best tote. It's only up to fifty dollars, but we, we we do offer best tote on that, and obviously middle tote on the rest. But for any of the feature meetings, which is obviously where we try to uh, increase our turnover, we, we offer best tote on the entire card uh, for, for those meetings. And, 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 and yeah, you, you can access that on the website. Yep, fantastic. And you guys obviously won't be won't be banning winners. No, 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 definitely. We, we've never ever over the history of top sport and in conjunction bet dogs, we've never ever banned a, an account, and, and it's something we're very proud of. Um, and it certainly won't, won't be starting now. <laughs> yep, fantastic. All right, and we're also on the or into the spring carnival now. What's in store for top sport customers over the spring carnival for for horse racing? What's the max bet sizes and you know best of best offers, things like that. Yeah, so obviously with um, with the spring, obviously Victorian Racing set the stage, and unfortunately we have had to pull the best, best product off for, for Victorian Racing. Um, but for New South Wales, obviously, which is a which has also got some very strong races coming up, we do best of five thousand on on all on all horses there. Uh, you can get top flack on the New South Wales product and, and Victorian product for there's no limit. You can have whatever you want as long as you get your bets on more than half an hour in advance, uh, and then and then. We're going to be really pumping up the uh, South Australian product and potentially Queensland um, over the spring as well. So I, I guess for your listeners, if you want to have a 
have a good crack at, at the races, no matter if they're if they're at Flemington or if they're at um, Barnsdale or if they're at Kimber, um, you know, you, you'll get a good fair bet with us. You'll get a good solid uh, price, and you know, you'll get a good service. So that's something we're, we're going to continue to offer, and, and hopefully over over the next few weeks, the next few months, a few of the other racing bodies understand the benefit to to making a um, an attractive fee structure. And, and if there's any changes there, we'll certainly be uh, passing those data back on to the customers too. The footy season's almost over, but um, some out there may or may not know about your two dollar line. Where are they going to be available post footy? Yeah, so for the finals, we'll release them on game day. So historically, uh, for the for the um, for the regular season games, we release them in the last uh, last hour of betting after the um, the final teams have been announced. But we we will be offering them uh, from from the day of the game for the final, um, and then for the. For the bigger punters, we guarantee to lose ten thousand on any on any match. Um, you know, once the teams have been announced and being the finals, we might even elevate that. We were, we were guaranteeing a lot more on the uh, on the origin series. So once we get into around two, three, four of the playoffs, we'll, we'll probably elevate those as well. So um, you know, and, and we we bet a dollar ninety three as well on, on the line. So there, there's plenty of uh, reason to have a look at us for the, for the footy betting as we close in the finals. Uh, we've got NFL coming up where we we bet very very strong limits on that as well. So. Um, there's plenty of reasons if you're a sport player to check it out, uh, and and I'm sure you'll find the limits we offer on on all of those products um, are better than you'll find anywhere else. And the other big thing coming into the summer with the cricket and also the Ashes underway, we're offering close to 300 markets on literally every game of uh, cricket that goes around at the moment. So if you love if you love your cricket, if you if you want to have a look at you know different variety of exotics, then, then check it out because there's yeah, there's so many options there at the moment for the for the punters, and we guarantee we'll take a decent bet on all of them. Yep, that's a huge array of markets there. All right, Tristan, thanks a lot for the chat, mate. Hopefully, a lot of our audience get stuck into top sport over the the spring carnival. Yeah, thanks for having us. And yeah, and just, um, yeah well, we're doing our best to continue to to, to offer a good product to, to all all the variety of punters. Perfect. Thanks, Tristan. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.